to Living in Love 24-7, the podcast. It's your girl Sparkle and your girl Casey. What's up, everybody? What's up, y'all? And we are back with a follow-up conversation, like I told y'all before, going through the motions part two. We got Casey on deck to give her thoughts and opinions and any stats. So let's dive right in, y'all. I told y'all when I had the conversation originally that we are in a season that we don't necessarily understand. There's a bunch of divorce. There's a bunch of just things happening around us where people are separating, wanting open marriages, wanting just something different. So what has been happening behind the scenes? Have they been going through the motions? Let's talk. Casey, tell us, what do you think? Well, first, I want to say this. I want to give you all this a very shocking number. By the time we are done with this podcast, by the time we are done with this podcast episode, there would have been at least 40 divorces. There is at least one divorce approximately every 36 seconds and at least 2,400 divorces a day. That's crazy. 2,400 divorces a day. So when you look at people who are going through the motions, I think we all at some point in our marriage will go through the motions. We will hit that point. Like, what are we doing? What is going on? What are we not doing? What should we be doing more of? I feel like we are stuck in this place. I've been married for 14 years. Wow, Lord. <laughs> 14 years in, in May. And there have been times where I felt we have just been going through the motions. But how do you get out of that? That's the key. And some people, they will allow themselves to really stay stuck in that place without doing the work. And they end up being one of those people who are divorced every 36 seconds because they allowed herself to stay stuck instead of working. And we're in a place now, I'm not sure if we've talked about this before, it is so much easier because women have their own money, of course, men have their own things, and we're so independent by ourselves that even in a marriage, we still maintain that independent mindset that I can up and leave any time. I don't need you. I have my own this. I have my own money versus trying to figure it out as a unit. It's so much easier for some people to just sever this thing and walk away and start over, which is why oftentimes you still end up with almost half of the couples that divorce that said, eh, we really could have made that thing work. So I think some of it is seasonal because we're just coming out of, um, are really kind of still in that season of depression, those winter months where we don't really know what to do. We don't have as much sun. We're not getting much vitamin D. A lot of that does still affect us mentally. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that because I know whew, I'm I'm a definitely a day baby and I'm like, I need <laughs> to have that light. I need to be moving. And when that's not the case, it's kind of gloomy and kind of depressing. So I would imagine that does play on your mental and then affect your relationships, you know? So that's a good point. And think about the decisions that you're making when you're depressed. You're making emotional decisions. You're not thinking things through. So as we're in that place, we're in that funk and we're going through the motions we're making poor decisions. Now, for yeah, some, divorce may be necessary, but not for all. The vast majority of people that do divorce, they really could take a time and work on their marriage. Yeah, that's true. And But you know what? It's, we have to do consider 
that we are still in a pandemic for real, for real, hot and heavy. Yeah. You know, we just came out of the holiday season. Yeah, the season, it, it, like you said, seasonal, but there are still some other variants and some other things happening that could be causing the shift as well. So we gotta, you gotta consider all things, man, that's happening that it are causing so many divorces right now. Like it's just really kind of sad, but we are going through so much in this time right now. Yeah, and you look at infidelity, you look at financial struggles. We're not being completely honest. And also, like you said, we're still in a season of COVID. So a lot of us are still on lockdown. A lot of people are still working from home. Couples are working from home. And a lot of those things that they chose to not focus on is really like right there in their face. So now we have no problem or now we really have to deal with it. We can't go to work and deal with it later. We can't ignore you when I come home, you're asleep, or you're gone on your shift. No, we in this house together. Right, so we everything to is highlighted. <laughs> so we have to face this thing head on. So when you're going through those motions and you can't run away to work, you can't run now. So what do you do? Are you going to fight? Or are you going to just fight? Are you going to just run? And some people choose to just, you know what? I'm just going to flee. You go do your thing and I'm going to do mine because really it's easier than it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago to get divorced. And honestly, back then, we they really focused on what are we getting married for? Because now these days, many people are getting married more so because of an emotional connection and not just does it make sense what we are trying to do, how we're trying to build. What is the purpose of having a family? We're letting our heart lead us. And there's nothing wrong with being led by your heart in some instances, but at the same time, you have to be smart here. What are the what are the real reason that you are to get married, that you are to grow and have family and build wealth and all these things that pass down to your children and not just because I love you. That's pretty good. And so true, man. You and when I think about that, you know, back in the day, older people of the different times, they man, they stuck it out. They made it work. Yeah. It don't matter if somebody, you don't matter if the the husband or wife had four or five kids from another what like they <laughs> toughed out, man. I don't understand. Like well, I shouldn't say I don't understand, but I will say that would have been very difficult for me to do. And you're right, the generation that is is now we don't operate with that same mentality. And we right. didn't even go into relationship and marriages with the same mentality. Like you said, we were just like, oh, we in love, we happy, whatever. But honestly, you know, if you had gone into this thing and taken some time to say, you know what, let me consider this partner. Let me consider what he or she brings to the table. Let me consider what our future could be if we link up, if we have kids. What kind of kids are we going to have? Are they going to be smart? Because is he, a, is he a smart person? Is she a smart person? Are they driven? Do they have goals? Are they motivated? When you take the time to consider it like that, Man, well, half of y'all or us probably would not have picked the partner that we picked <laughs> because you you really gotta do some due diligence in this day and age, man. I'm I'm serious. That's just what I think. Yeah, that's true. And I I told someone this recently, and they were very shocked. I said I didn't get married for love. Do I love my husband? Oh my gosh, yes. I absolutely love my husband, but. That is not the reason why we even talked about let's get married. I married him for the man that he is. I married him for his morals. I married him because he was a hard worker. 
I didn't even want children, but I knew what kind of father he would be based on the type of person that he was. And if I was to have children with anyone, who would I want to teach them? Who would I want to lead them? How would we be together? Because even if you look at our signs, we are polar opposites. <laughs> and we probably shouldn't even be together. But I have learned so much from him, you know, as a person. I I couldn't have married anyone else. If I would have married someone else, it probably would have been because my heart chose that person versus being rational. And I think because I married based on what I was looking for in the future, that's what actually made me love him. That's definitely based good. Based on those things. So when you when you get in that place and you go through those motions, go back to your why. Like why are we why are we here? You know, is is divorce the answer? Is that is that a part of our goal? How does that affect our goal? How does that affect our children? Now, I'm not saying stay in a place if you feel that you are suffering traumatically. You know, we're not saying that. What we're saying is, if we all go through the motions, we all have those moments. But what are you doing in the midst of that? How do you overcome that? Yeah. Are you actually taking the time to identify what is happening? Yes. Why are we going through these motions? Why, why, how do we get to this place? Like, why is it still right now? Why are we just kind of doing this day to day, whatever, without the connection, without the love, without the bond, without the, the, you know, whatever, yeah. why, why are we here? Right. You gotta, I think first and foremost, identify that both parties recognize this is where we are. This is what's happening. And then yes, work to making the fix and the adjustment and making the shift happen to get you out of that, that, that cycle of going through the motion. Yes, because some of those things are financial, you know, that high stress, children, bills, work. Some of those things may be outside things that affect the inside of your home. I talked about so, when I talked about this little this this individually when you weren't on. I talked about how um like one party or another within the relationship may be of oblivious to the cycle that the relationship is in. Talk about that a little bit more. Like how can one person or the other even work towards fixing or getting out of the cycle if one of the other parties are oblivious? Like it cannot be, right? But what is your take on that part? How I think do it's we your personal story because I think I may have been oblivious. <laughs> and when- <laughs> because y'all have like 18 jobs. I'm always busy doing something. (laughs) I remember the beginning of 2020, 2021. I had my coaching business. I was going through, I was studying 12 hours a week for my exam. I had a job while I was working 10 hour days. My kids were homeschooled. So I was always doing something, 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 something. And mind you, you did not hear me say I was a wife too, because I was doing every single thing (laughs) except now I was doing what I could to the best of my abilities, but I didn't know that I was moving so fast. I was doing so much that I neglected my marriage because I didn't feel I was neglecting my marriage. My husband came home. I, I came downstairs every single day while I was working from home to ensure dinner was there. When I got done studying, if he was up, <laughs> I would make sure, you know, we talk and have our time together. You know, we dated when we could, but it was still after everything else. Yeah, after thought kind of gets you. Yes. You know, okay, the kids are going to bed now. Okay, how are you doing? I came down, always spent time to talk. So I always gave as much time as I could 
but it wasn't enough looking back on it. At some point for me, I realized, hey, we're moving too fast. We got too much. We got to slow down a beat. Something has to go. So for me, I let the job go because I said, one, you know, we're okay. We're fine. But had I not let that job go, and that's another 40 hours I'm dedicating to something else, it's taking time away, not also from my husband, but from me taking care of myself. I wasn't getting my massages <laughs> routinely. I wasn't spending time with friends. I was I was so busy and I was neglecting things that were, you know, very important to me. The very first week I stopped working, my son's teacher said, this is the best week he had all school year. Wow. And mind you, I was still running downstairs in between work, log on to class <laughs> and making sure they had their homework done, but I wasn't there actively. So I made sure, okay, this thing has to go. So I recognized that for myself. My husband never complained because again, I still made sure I did something every single day where I'm giving him the attention he needs, but it should have been more. I could really be doing more to focus on my marriage and my family. Got it. So I think I heard definitely there key is like attention to the details of your yes. life, man. Attention to pay attention to what's happening in your relationship. And you have to probably recognize that, okay, wait a minute, I need to throttle back. Wait a minute, I need to recognize that I'm doing the most and yes. I'm not paying enough attention to the priorities in my life or to the priority situations in my life, right? So I think that is definitely key. You have to pay attention to the details of your relationship, man. You cannot be oblivious and thinking that everything is all gravy. And I think Casey spoke on this a couple episodes back. You have to check in, check in yeah. with the relationship, check in with your partner. Like she said, you have to, hey, are we good? What's going on? Can I be doing more? How can we shift? How can we change? Is there anything that we could we could do to Absolutely. be great or be better? Like you got to do that. So I think that is definitely key. Check in and to be paying attention to details. So that was definitely a good point. Thanks for that story for sure. Yeah. No problem. Have you ever been there before when you felt that, hey, well, you're new. <laughs> but my we've been together for eight years. Yeah. Me, I, yeah. I've so, in a relationship for sure where, yes, I have felt like, man, we have just been in a cycle of, like I, I say, I kind of interrupt, but it's in a cycle of, like you said, where it's just going through the motions, just kind of being, um, uh, unaware of well, I shouldn't even say we were unaware. I think we were aware, but it was just it was just happening. You know, yeah. I can't say it any better. It was just happening. We were in this space, and how we got there. You sometimes you don't really know because once again, not really paying attention to detail, or you just been so busy and so caught up that time has passed or time has lapsed, and when you finally realize that man, we've been in this place for weeks yeah. or months or a year. So I think I have absolutely, but like I said before in the last episode, really I am the one when I do recognize that something is off or we are not right or the vibe is just shaky or this thing is just not what it's supposed to be. Um, first thing I want to do is I want to attack it. So I will ask like, what's going on, man? Like, where are we at? What's happening? Why are we off or whatever? Or why your vibe is, you know, shitty or why are you just in a whatever? Or why am I not happy? Right. Why am I feeling this way? Like what's going on with us, man? We just not rocking. Like, so that'll be the first thing I think I have done in the past with trying to identify and make somebody aware and try to fix what we have going on. 
And a lot of times I think that's kind of what we've been doing in, in relationships. And I think that will strike the conversation for us. And then we start talking about it and start trying to make some minor adjustments, i.e. if we say we haven't dated enough, man, we haven't been out spending any quality time. Okay, well, cool. Let's plan to maybe go out and dedicate time for just us, you know, one yeah. day a week or two days a week. Let's link up for happy hour. Let's go have some drinks. Let's link up with another couple. We'll find ways to start introducing that feeling back in, you know, that connection back in, that bond back in. Like, let's take a moment, man. Like, I'll, the other day, <laughs> other day, like, I do stuff like this anyway. Like, you know, he was up here, and I had an appointment already to get my nails and feet done. And so I was just like, uh, I had a signing, and I was out. So I called him and said, hey, what you doing? And he was like, I said, you got any plans? He was like, no, I was up. And I was like, uh, oh, I just need to know what my hubby is going to be and what's going on with him. You know what I'm saying? He laughed or whatever. <laughs> so when I came back, that let me know that clearly he was home and had no intention of doing anything. So when I came back, I was like, all right, come on, we got an appointment. And so he was like, okay, where are we going? I said, do I ask you any questions when you do this spontaneous link up with us? And then he's like, nah, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, I took him down and he got a pedicure while I got my nails and feet done. But it's stuff like that. Sometimes just the spontaneous, you know, bring them along just to get some quality time in sometimes those things will shift in the help the shift in the relationship and help bring you out of those cycles of going through the motions or being in a rut and we definitely are not in a rut or going through the motions at this moment but it was just something spontaneous that I thought about because y'all my love language is not gift given and it's not acts of service <laughs> it's definitely quality time yeah. So sometimes it is sometimes harder for me to recognize that I need to give more in in act in in that form, I should say. So yeah, you just gotta pay attention to the detail, man. Start taking the action to move you out of the cycles that you have to recognize you're in. See, I like that. And this is what therapists call sometimes it's called shocking the system. Sometimes you gotta just shock the system. When you're in such a routine and routine and routine, this you gotta, you gotta just shock the system and do something different. You know. Yep, yep, I, and sure. I had someone call me recently for therapy. They said, well, nothing is really wrong. I want to go to therapy like I want to go to the nail shop. I feel it's become that. routine in my life. A lot of people, and we look at like Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa, they recently had been separated for several months before they announced their divorce. So when you separate for several months, that means your marriage may have been broken for probably six months to a year before that. And you get to some point and say, hey, it's been about a year, eight months, whatever. It's not working. Maybe we need to separate. And then you get into that separation phase. Okay, we. the next step is divorce. So it may have been a year and a half for them before they even announced the divorce. At what point during that year and a half, and this is for many couples, at what point do we say, well, hey, we need to start going to therapy or talk to our pastor, or talk to our our close friends. What point do we do that? At what point do we shock the system and do something different? Or maybe included routine in your marriage so we don't ever get to this point. Like we go vacation once a year or twice a year. Let's go see our therapist every three months just for a routine check-in because we don't feel we need anybody when something go is going really, really great but we wait until it's really, really bad before we see someone this too late. I've had people come to me when it's been too late. And I'm like, where are y'all a year ago? <laughs> you know, what do you want me to do right now? Because both of you, we don't even want to be here anymore. And this is kind of a check off the box to say we've tried a year and a half later. 
at that point, honestly, the recovery, like, oh my God, it's yeah. so much harder because you are at kind of like wits end, man. And at that point, you the the trying and the 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 fix and the get back is it was so you guys are so hardened at that point. That's the yes. best way I could put it. You're so hardened. Your hearts are so hardened. You are just not feeling each other. You are kind of like already out the door at that point. And, and you're different. Yeah, for sure. A year later, a year and a half later, you are a different person. So as we are going through this phase and I don't want to be with you anymore or we're considering divorce, I have to introduce you to a whole new person now. Do I even want to do that? Because we didn't grow together. Instead, we're focusing on the things that are not working instead of trying to make them work or instead focus on our strengths to build our marriage back up. So when that person said, I want to make this routine, I think every couple should do that, even if it's twice a year. We're going to always get a checkup. We've been having major disagreements. I know we're fine, but let's go, let's go work through this. We may discover something else, or maybe discover some underlying issues. I'm stressed, or I'm depressed, or something. So when you're in that place and you're going through the motions, what can you do to disturb your system or shock your system or do something different? Or like Sparkle said, let's talk about it head on. Hey, something is not right. Because at some point we feel it, right? Yeah, at some you, point you definitely feel that it. something is different. Feel the vibe is off, man. Well, you know, you know that thing shift because you know how y'all are regularly. You know when you happy and yeah. in love and you are in, you know, the right place where you know it. And you know when it's shifted and it's down and it's not bright and you know the feeling. So when you start having that feeling, it's time to take action, you know. So exactly. that's that's the important part. Um, I talked about how uh in the last episode that I believe that marriage is sacred and it should be valued enough to not just sever it unless you have given it a hard try. And I think basically you yeah. have definitely said the same thing in the, this whole wrap up. So that's a good thing to kind of know that, you know, we are on the same page, but not everybody thinks that way. If you, some people are like, you know what, I'm over it. I'm, I'm tired. I'm not going to deal with it. It's not worth it to me. The, the, the relationship is not as worth of the, the fight that it, I have to put up to, you know, make it work and all of that to each his own, you know, but just personally, I feel like, look, you married for a reason, you right. married for a reason, and there is a why, like Casey said, and if you go back to that, and really, really think about that, and spend some time in, in identifying the truth in that, you probably could say, you know what, I could probably make this work, I could fight for this, because that why is very important to me, and this relationship is very important to me, so that's just my take, y'all. I feel like ooh, this was a great conversation. Yeah, this was, <laughs> this was really good. This was really good. I enjoyed it. Definitely. Let's move on to the practical applications. We got a couple for y'all. Like we always say, you know, to each its own, do what makes you happy. But first thing is, is if you can help it, don't stay where you are not happy. Honestly, yeah. if you can help it, don't stay. Because that will drain your joy, man, and dim mm -hmm. your light. And you don't want to be the person that is just walking around unhappy, mopey, and just not able to live life to the fullest because you're drained by an unhealthy, unhappy relationship. So don't stay if you if you you know right. are not happy. The second thing is is if the relationship is worth it, put in some real work to make it work. Don't fake it to you know go through the motions just to save face. Mm -hmm. Put in the work, man. Be one hundred with yourself and with the people that matter around you the most. That's the key. You yes. look, be be real, be honest, 
Do what you have to do to make it work. Communication is the key. Communicate with your partner. Say, this is what we need to do to fix this. I love you enough to make it work and we need to work to make it work, <laughs> period. All right. Lastly, you know, try some counseling. Like Casey said, there's so many services out there that you can sit in front of somebody and talk to somebody, get a mediator, like take some time to really identify the issues, to talk about them and try to address them, try to fix them, try to make some adjustments, try to make it work if you can. So that's all I got. That's it. <laughs> that was good. Love y'all 24-7. We love y'all so much. We love having these conversations. Go follow Coach Casey. Go follow Living in Love 24-7. And until next time, we love y'all. Peace.